Thank you for tuning in to the Meridian Friends Church podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss any of the sermons posted each week. You can also find more information about our church at www.meridianfriends.org or on Facebook or Instagram by searching Meridian Friends Church. Now, enjoy the sermon. Well, good morning. Am I on? It's so good to be able to be here this morning and also for the privilege of speaking today. You know, um, Ken asked me to speak, and uh, I appreciated the opportunity to be able to speak to you today. And uh, I want, Ken, I want you to know that I don't take that casually that you asked me to stand in this place today, and I thank you for that. I uh, know that he trusts me because he let me pick out my own topic to speak on today. And I doubly think he uh, trusts me because when he heard that I was going <clears throat> to speak from the book of Revelation, he still let me speak. So that's really <laughs> trustworthy. But I want you to know today, if you've come to hear some sermon on eschatology, you came to the wrong place. Because I want to start, I want to talk today about redemption. And uh, I've discovered something in my studying, and that is that I, for so long, studied the Bible, but something began to happen when I started letting the Bible study me. And so I began to give my attention in the scriptures to redemption stories. And as an example, I think all of us who are believers are in a story about redemption. We are characters in God's story that he's writing about us in terms of our redemption. Now, we've been redeemed for heaven, but God's not finished with our redemption story at all. And we gain head knowledge when we study the Bible stories about redemption. But we gain heart knowledge when we study the redemption story by letting the Bible study us. And so that's the background that I want you to know today as uh, we go through this great redemption story that's found in the book of Revelation. And I hope today that one of the things that might happen in our time together is that just as I have let this story study me, that you will let this story, this redemption story, this journey that we're on, this redemption road that we're on, 
I pray that you'll let it study you as well. And so I'm going to ask you to stand with me as we read this great redemption story. Revelation chapter 5 and verses 1 and following familiar to most of us here. But it's written in an unusually hidden language and it needs some questions and answers for us. And we'll get to those questions and answers in a moment. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the back, close sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a great voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no one in the earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look their own. And I wept much because no one was found worthy to open the book and to look their own. And one of the elders said to me, Weep not, behold the lion that is the tribe of Judah, that is the root of David, hath overcome to open the book and the seven seals thereof. And I saw a throne and four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders a lamb standing, as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth unto all the earth. And he came, and he took it out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having each one a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. saying, Take the book and open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and didst purchase unto God with thy blood men of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and madest them to be unto our God a kingdom and priests and they reign upon the earth. And I saw and I heard a voice of many angels around about the throne, the living creatures and elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times, 10,000, thousands and thousands, saying, Worthy is the Lamb that hath been slain to receive the power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Let's pray together.
Lord, in the quiet solitude of this time, let us picture ourselves on this road of redemption. Let us picture ourselves as a character in this book of redemption. As you attempt to make us more and more like that lamb, that lion was worthy. Help us from refraining from studying this passage today. And let this passage study us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I think before we get to the redemption story, it is necessary for us to answer some questions that we might have because this is written in such a strange language. Who is on the throne? What is this book? Who is this worthy one? And who are these four creatures? And who are these elders? Well, the answers are found in God's word. And so the answers that we see is, and I don't think that you'll argue with me about this at all. It is God that's on the throne. Do we agree? I listed some scriptures in my notes about the fact that God is on the throne, and there are so many that I could not list them all. And the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, is filled with the stories of God being on his throne. It's his throne. In fact, the psalmist David said that it is his throne forever. What is this book? Well, it's not a book, actually. It's a scroll. And God on his throne is holding this book. What is this book? Well, for help, we go back all the way in the Old Testament to the book of Jeremiah. And you'll remember the prophecy that Jeremiah is going to be with the, uh, with the exiles to Babylon for 70 years. And his uncle's son, who has some property, says to him, well, if you really believe that we're going to return in 70 years, why don't you buy this old property that I have that I can't give away to anyone else at Anathoth? And the scriptures tell us in this wonderful story of, re of redemption in the Old Testament, that Jeremiah said, I'll buy it because I know that Israel is going to come back to the city one day. And so he paid the price of it. And they wrote the information inside the scroll. And they rolled the scroll up 
and they seal this. And on the outside of the scroll was the general information about the scroll and what was in it. But no one could open it except the one that purchased the property. I can see right now that you're ahead of me already. And who is this worthy one? This lamb, this lion of Judah. Does anyone want to argue with me that this worthy one here in this text is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself? He is the one that sits at the right hand of God. And we know scripture upon scripture that tell us that story. Who are these creatures, these four creatures? Well, we go back to the book of Ezekiel to find out who these creatures are. They are attending angels. The word for creatures is not something that relates to man, but it relates to creatures. And these creatures, these angels, are the attending angels in the Old Testament and New Testament to the Father on the throne. And who are these elders? These elders, of course, are those that have been redeemed. They're the ones that are living this redemption story. Twelve tribes representing the Old Testament. Twelve apostles representing the new Israel are these redeemed. So now that we have this information for us, we find out now this redemption story. And this redemption story is found in our text. Worthy is the Lamb that hath been slain to receive the power and riches and honor wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessings. It is the Lord Jesus Christ, his Father on the throne, that deserves all power and all riches and all wisdom and all might and all honor and all glory and blessings. And there is then the crux of the issue of our journey as we travel on this redemption road. As we are characters in this story of redemption, for the crux of the story is we're on this road, we're in this book that's traveling with the Lord Jesus. But are we becoming more like him? As he reads us, as he, his word studies us, how are we doing? How are we doing?
and I'm going to tell you about myself. And you'll have to judge yourself as well. Because this is the crux of the issue. We've been purchased already. Nothing can change that. But progress on this redemption road is a question. And I'm speaking for me. You can speak for yourself. I don't want to give up the power. I don't want to give up control. I want to be able to hang on to that control. Oh, I might be willing to give some of it to him, but I want to be able to maintain much of the control myself. But you can't travel down that redemption road. You can't be a character in that redemption story unless you're willing to give up your control. Now, I'm not going to judge you. But that's my issue. I want my own wealth, riches. I want, to come, I want God's riches, but I kind of want to have the world's riches as well. But you can't travel down that road, that redemption road. You can't be a character in that redemption story and hang on to the world's riches and desire God's riches as well. You have to give them up to him because all riches are his. And he gives gen generously, liberally. We have to be willing to make a choice. And that is, we must want his wealth. Do you remember that young man that came to Jesus and offered to follow him? And Jesus said, go and sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. And he walked away sadly because he couldn't give up the world's riches. And I struggle with that. Don't you? I want my own wisdom. Proverbs talks about two different kinds of wisdom. The world's wisdom and God's wisdom. And so I study the Bible from wanting to have more wisdom. And I study the Bible and I have sometimes less wisdom than I had before because I want it to be my wisdom, and I want to be able to share my wisdom with others. And God says, no, that's man's wisdom. I am the source of wisdom, and you have to give that up, Tom Vance. Quit studying the Bible and let the Bible study you. But I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about me. I 
I want the strength. Interesting that the first, the first thing that is praising God, that saying that he is worthy, he's worthy of the power, that's control. I want the strength, that is a moral strength, a moral power. I want to be able to live a moral life on my own. All strength is his. If I'm going to live the life that I need to live on this redemption road, and I want to be a character in this redemption story, I have to let his strength be my strength. I, let, I have to let him be the one that fixes me. But I'm talking about myself. I'm not talking about you. I'm a mess. I want the honor. How about you? You know, what's, what's funny about that is even when you get to teach or preach or do something for the Lord, you still want the honor. I want the glory. But Tom, you can't have the glory because all the glory belongs to me. And when you want the glory and seize the glory, you stop on the road to redemption. And you no longer can turn the pages as a character in this story of redemption. I want the praise. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm glad he saved that one for the last. But I'm just talking about me. I'm not talking about you. Don't we love praise? But it says all praise is his. It's not ours. It's his. You know what I discovered? That all of these things are for a church as well. This is not our church. Now, we're glad to be a part of it. We want control. We want to be able to hold up our hands and vote and say, this is the way I want it. His church. We want the wealth and the wisdom, the strength and the honor and the glory and the praise. But our church will never travel down this redemption road, and our church will never be a character in this redemption story unless we are willing to let the Bible. Speak to us and give up our control and our desire for praise 
and put the Heavenly Father on the throne and put the one who has purchased us with the book at the right hand of God in glory. But I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about me. But maybe you want to talk to the Lord about this a little bit as well. Because you're on that redemption road. You're a character in that redemption story. We're going to give you some time to do just that in open worship. But I'm just talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I don't know you. God knows you. Let's pray. Lord, you've purchased us, but you're not through with us yet. And sometimes we don't go very fast as we travel that journey on Redemption Road because our wants and our desires get in the way. And we glibly sometimes sing, worthy is he. And all the time, holding on to what we want. Instead of letting you have all the glory and all the praise and all the control. In Jesus' name I pray.